Welcome to the Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place, especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside, you know you're not. And how in the world to deal with that? And men, you're absolutely welcome here too because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. Are you a Lone Ranger or a team player? Now, that can seem like a silly question to ask somebody who's a faith leader, but it's a very legitimate question. And the reason is that I've experienced a lot of faith leaders, uh, pastors, priests, rabbis, who like to be basically kind of the Lone Ranger, so to speak. You know, when I was growing up, there was a TV show called The Lone Ranger. And it was about um, a Texas ranger who had survived uh, an ambush at one time or another and became a masked man who, uh, in those days, was a very flimsy little mask, but uh, who tried to rectify the wrongs that had been done and became the champion of all who were um, oppressed or the ones who didn't have a chance, so to speak. And he would ride around on his white horse and correct all of those wrongs. Well, there are times where um, I've seen way too many faith leaders who because they feel they have to be in charge, they have to do everything, they are the ones who are who know it, what to do and how to do it and to have the right answers so they become the ones in charge of everything and responsible for everything and getting it all done. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And it's not a way to build a team. It's not really a way to help a congregation of any kind grow and develop a whole cadre of leaders within that congregation who can pitch in and take care of a lot of the things. Yes, as a pastor, priest, rabbi, imam, whatever your title is, you do have certain skills that others don't have. That's true of anybody in leadership. You have skills that others don't have and uh, knowledge that others don't have. And that's very important for you to be able to utilize that knowledge and share those skills and be the expert that you are in those areas. But none of us is an expert in everything. None of us can do everything uh, and be everything for everyone all of the time. But I've seen too many pastors who try to do that. And like I said, it gets exhausting. 
and it does not enable a congregation to grow. Um, the first parish that I was part of was two small rural congregations, and they were very used to having a pastor, a solo pastor who was there, and a part-time secretary who came in, at least in the one congregation, and did the bulletin uh, every week and took care of some other minor little things there, and um, volunteer uh, who played the organ or the piano, um, I think she was, each place there was a small payment for doing that. And then the members who um, did all of the other things as volunteers. And the people there got used to a pattern, a pattern where there was a pastor who came in, was there for about three, maybe four years, and then would leave. And they would have to figure out how to do things in the meantime. And then a new pastor would come and be there for three, maybe three and a half years and leave. And so they got into the cycle. The cycle on relying on going only so far, learning only so much, developing only so far, and then pastor would leave and they'd start all over with somebody new with all of the new things about a new pastor coming into the congregation. And the new person, up until the time I arrived there, was always men, um, because I was the very first female pastor they had. Uh, every one of them, um, yes, would try to grow some leadership within the congregation and encourage people, but was a solo pastor and did a lot of things somewhat out of necessity, but sometimes just because of personality, on their own, and was the one in charge and told everybody how to do things. And I've been in another congregation where uh, a previous pastor was the one who, uh, when the church board met every month, the pastor would basically be the one you know, they would do everything that they knew the pastor would rubber stamp and approve. And that was the only thing they did. It was the pastor who had the ideas, the pastor who uh, gave the way to do everything. And basically, um, the church board was rubber stamping what the pastor said instead of the other way around. And it was not really... A teamwork. It was not really building any kind of leadership within the congregation. Yes, there were people who had a lot of good leadership skills there, but they weren't really allowed to use them because the pastor had to approve everything. The pastor had to agree to everything, and most of the time it was the pastor's ideas and the pastor's way of doing it that that was it. Those kinds of pastors are lone rangers. And there is a, a push in some congregations for a pastor to be like that. Because then the members can sit back and relax and, oh, if it doesn't go well, it's all the pastor's fault. Or, you know, they can talk about the 
crazy ideas the pastor has, and uh, no, we're not going to do that kind of thing. And again, it would be the pastor's fault. Anytime something doesn't work out, anytime they thought of something as a crazy idea, that's when a pastor becomes a lone ranger. So it's a way of how do we build a team? Instead of being a lone ranger, being part of the team of rangers, whatever you want to call it. And in Texas, it's the Texas Rangers. I think that's their baseball team. Um, but, you know, be a team. Be on a team. And I recently read that, um, not in Texas, but in Alabama, Nick Saban is the is or was the head coach of the University of Alabama football team. And he would get really great players to come to that school and be on that team. And he got them to buy into an idea. Nobody on that team ever got the MVP ball. Nobody ever got that most valuable player football for a a game or a season. Nobody got that recognition. And the reason is he he taught his players that, you know, if you're out there and you're the running back and you're catching all the, the wonderful uh, passes uh, or running through the line or whatever and making the touchdowns, you're not going to be able to do that without the other people on the team making that run possible or the quarterback who can throw the ball well. And the quarterbacks know better because unless they got somebody who can catch it and can read the plays and go out and execute the rest of it and the defensive players to protect him, that's not going to work either. So there is no most valuable player on a team. Everybody has a place to play. A piece of that that's really, really important. And, you know, that's what a faith community really is designed to be. You know, we think about things that we read in Scripture, that we have, uh, you know, God calls all of us and gives each and every single one of us different gifts and abilities. If you look out into any forest, there's not just one kind of tree there. There are many different kinds of trees, and they're there for a reason because one kind of tree makes the whole forest vulnerable to diseases, to uh, certain kinds of, um, well, mainly diseases, but it would be far more vulnerable if there's only one kind of tree there. But with multiple kinds of trees, you have different habitats for different animals. You have different um, ways of growing to help keep the soil together. You have different levels of trees that grow in there. And it, it creates a unity and a community that's far stronger than any one kind of tree. And a group of trees together can withstand wind and storms far better than a lone tree can. 
A lone tree is much more apt to be damaged by storms, by lightning, by uh, wind, whatever it may be, than a whole group of trees. So there, there's reasons, even in creation, for having this beautiful thing of community and teamwork and building together. And that's what we're called to do as faith leaders, to grow a team. Yeah, we have a place to play on that team, but it's not all about us. It's all about everybody together. And part of our challenge is to find the abilities and possibilities within each and every single one of the people in that community. And sometimes it means we have to invite them to come, to play, to share their gifts is a way that that highlights those gifts, that adds to the community. And it's more than just putting dollars into the coffer. You know, that's important, but it takes far more than that to have a faith community, to be able to share God's love, not only amongst the members who are there, but to share it out way beyond into the broader community. And to do that in a wonderful, beautiful way. So, you know, as you think about how do you best function, is it as a solo person? Uh, Do you like to do everything yourself so that it gets done right? I know I've been there, and I've thought that, and I've said, you know, if I wait for other people, they may not get it done the way I want or in the same time frame that I want. So I'll just go and do it myself. Every time I've done that, I've been a Lone Ranger. And it has not been the most helpful. Because there are people in every single one of our faith communities. Sometimes we may have to teach them some things, help them along the way. But we're growing many, many other um, gifts in the community when we do that. When we spread the the goodness and the possibilities around in and amongst everybody who's there. That's the beauty of a team. And we all know what it feels like when you watch a sports team that's really working together. Um, Whether it be a team of runners in a, a race, whether it be um, a football team or a baseball team, we all know what it's like when they work together as a good, well-functioning team. And we all know what it's like when we see one that it's not working right, it's not working well, that people aren't doing the things they're supposed to be doing, that they're relying too heavily on one player, and what happens if that one player gets injured or gets sick. Then you got a problem. It's hard for anybody else and the rest of them to scramble them and to step up to the plate to take on the other person's responsibilities, to be groomed to take over all of what that other person was doing. Instead of waiting and, you know, keeping all of that goodness in one place, Spread it around. Share it. 
share all of the good things that are there, all of the possibilities within that faith community. Uh, you know, have and in theater, there's always somebody called an understudy for any of the major roles as far as who is there and what they're doing and all of those kinds of things. And that understudy always has to be ready. And the primary actor or actress has to be willing to let that understudy go on stage when maybe they're not at their best anymore. Or, you know, they just need a day off. We all need that. We need the people who can step up to the plate, not only for us, but also with us, so that it's a whole team, a whole cast together, which is what makes the play, which is what accomplishes the task. So as you think about how do you work, be honest. You like to do everything on your own, to be the one in charge, to be the one who does all of the things so that it gets done right and on time. Yeah, sometimes that's important. But it's also very important to share the blessings and to bring other people into the team in case you can't be there. But most of all, because they have gifts too and they have things to contribute. And in ministry, it's all about all of us, not just one, not even just two, but all of us. It takes all of us to show God's love every single day in all of the things we do. And that's what makes it even more powerful when we do that. So, yeah, The Lone Ranger was a wonderful uh, adventure story when I was a kid. But, no, being a Lone Ranger, it's lonely and it's not going to accomplish as nearly as much as being a team player and getting that team around us and energizing and encouraging and growing that team. So here's the team and all of the good things that God brings to us through a team of people, of whether it's the disciples of old, uh, the whole people of a generation, the people of Israel, whoever it was. Yeah, there's a team there involved. Not just one most valuable player, but a whole team. Play with the team, and you'll be surprised at what can be done. Come back again next week for another edition of The Tilted Halo. And until then, God's peace and God's blessings to each and every one of you. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.tiltedhalohelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.